We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 242 On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news And then we'll be previewing the 2014 NBC Fall TV schedule uh, plus, we'll take a look at the Z Nation series premiere and then give some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 242. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Anthony Ocasio from Screen Rant. And Kyle Nolan from net. All right, thank you uh, both for joining me to talk a little NBC this week. Oh, yes. <laughs> Another Thunderdome Part 2, huh, sir? Yes. Is that what you're getting at? I saw. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. That, we'll, we'll save that for when we get to Constantine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you affected my life way too much, sir. You and your podcast. <laughs> All right. First up, a little news. We sort of mentioned this last week, but it became official after the last week's podcast that ABC Family has canceled Mystery Girls after one season. Uh, not not a shock. Although I didn't think it was any worse than some of the other shows that they have. Like It's about par for the course. But. Right. After they canceled Bunheads, I say burn the network down to the ground. <laughs> I don't care if anything survives. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, bring back Bunheads. I will say I kind of liked the I liked the plot of the show. I didn't like who created it, who started it. I didn't like anything else. I didn't even like the logo. I, I liked the plot after we learned what it was four episodes in. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was uh, that was that was nice of them to not air the actual pilot introduction episode until episode four, uh, which is, is always helpful for for new viewers. Yeah. But I, I did like the the idea of the show and sort of the do, using, you know, using people from a past show, you know, that you have uh, memories of. But, you know, giving them a fic- fictional backstory of new shows and stuff and that they used to be, you know, famous actresses and stuff. I, I like the idea of it. The execution was just terrible. <laughs> you know, the, I mean, I didn't even mind who was in it. Uh, although I, I mean, I like Jenny Garth, but uh, uh, so, but there was just too many things like the the over the top, you know, assistant and 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 a, and a bunch of other stuff that was just uh, just didn't work. Absolutely. I mean, I, listen, I don't want to come off as a Tory Spelling hater. I too love Jenny Garth, and I love Tory Spelling, but you know what? I watched a little too much Nine Hundred Two One Zero, so <laughs> I have some emotions going on. I never watched 90210, so I didn't really have a connection with either of them. But I, I thought Tori Spelling was miscast. I think in, in the finale when they had the uh, the guy from Chuck get together with one of them, it seemed like he should be with Jenny Garth, but the problem is she was married. And her character was married <laughs> <laughs> with a kid, so you can't really just suddenly drop the, the whole husband and daughter. But It's twist ending. You can- <laughs> Season two. That would have been, yeah, that would have been the quite the finale. And then you're like, no, they're not giving us another season. How can they do that? They spin that off into separated from separated birth. <laughs> and they just get like a companion show. All right. Next, uh, Nick at Night has renewed Instant Mom for a third season. Uh, what? That's, that's pretty impressive. You can put that on the list of shows I barely knew existed. 
Yeah, I didn't even know what this was. I had to look it up. It sounded like almost like trophy wife, sort of, but not uh, uh, with extra wives. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. That's so funny. Uh, listen, you can't. When Amori gets a job, Amori keeps a job, and one of the Mori's got a job, and she's going to keep that job. That's all I know. And she's sick. She's got a sub to go in for her for work that day. Yeah, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's what if they're doing like a Michelle Tanner from Full House thing, where it's just one of them is actually casting this role, and they just keep swapping each other. You're like, oh, you do episode four. I don't even like episode four. Speaking of which, Kyle, this is you on the podcast, right? Not your brother. Uh, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> Twist ending again. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get revealed at the end. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Showtime has canceled uh, Nurse Jackie, which uh, after the upcoming seventh season, which will be its last. Uh, this this is one of those another one of those news stories that I thought that was already a thing, and then I saw you know actual people writing about it that it's been canceled and stuff, and I was like, I thought they announced that when they picked up like season seven that that was going to be the last. Did, did I just think it was going to be the last, and now they officially announced it or what? You know, I, I yeah. don't think they did announce it. Maybe you just assumed. Yeah, I mean, how many I times assumed. can you have her fall off the wagon and get back <laughs> oh. up? <laughs> like, uh, this might be a little too inside baseball, but you can tell when Showtime is going to cancel a show because when they send you the screeners, they send you the entire season. And then they're just like, <laughs> see you later. Like, they don't even. And they're not even like, you know, don't leak it out. Because Showtime shows always get leaked out, but never the entire season. Even when they send you the entire season, nobody leaks the entire season because they're just like, ugh, you know, watch the rest if you want. You know, because nobody loves Showtime. They just love hating. I love Showtime shows, but nobody watches them. No one. Like Nurse Jackie. Did you guys watch Nurse Jackie at all? I watched the first couple seasons, but... I had two, I watched the first five. I I keep Whoa. meaning to watch the the six, but I fell behind. So you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm in the same boat as you, sir. I'm like I haven't seen that last. I love Nurse Jaggy though, but I haven't seen the last season because uh, I blame Showtime. They don't make me want to watch it. They don't get me excited. I don't get you know. I don't see banners with Edie Falco, and I can just be like, ah, is she too old? No, she's not too old. I would totally be rejected by her in a second. <laughs> you know. I'm so excited about that. I, I love Showtime shows, and I'm sad when they go. But Showtime needs something like Dexter that gets people watching the network and not Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not another Dexter. That's the, the Yeah, right? Fool me once, sir. <laughs> Come on. You don't want to see the uh, Alaskan wildlife version, you know, where – <laughs> I gotta do, but only if they're rough and if it's below zero. I'd rather watch Fargo than that. Uh... Ooh, that's a good one. They should make a spin off of Fargo. Call it Argo. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying ridiculous. Here's a question though for Showtime. Did you either of you guys watch the show? It's kinda like a show that's been haunting me, Time of Death. No, I never watched it. I kept hearing about it, but I never watched it. It sounded like it would be so depressing. Right? Yeah. I was so scared to watch it. What about you, Jason? No, I never I never I never watched it. It's yeah. So, yeah, it scares me. I can't watch it. I don't know anyone that's watched it. It 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 sounds amazing. Beautiful watching people die in their final moments of life. I don't want to watch that though. 
and they're like, no, 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 but it's real, guys. It's real life. And I'm like, whoa, I really don't want to watch this now. And they're like, no, 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 they die, though. I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get what your show is called. But yes. sorry, I just told Isn't it? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, it's spoiler alert. With the title, man. That is totally a spoiler alert. I didn't even. <laughs> I, literally, when I, heard, when I saw the title, I was like, I wonder if they die at the end. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally just steamrolled over Nurse Jackie. I don't know. Maybe it was just one of the mini shows that got, like, picked up for sort of, I don't know, into, like, seven seasons or, or you know, there's been these shows that get picked up for, like, multiple seasons, but then they say it's the last. I don't know. It's just a... Uh, yeah. There's so many shows. They're doing a Californications with it. <laughs> they show, I is that, thought, is I that swear, still on or did that end? I no, they finally end. canceled it this year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> After like four years of being like, eh, we kind of want to cancel it. But David Duchovny is a sex addict and the show is about him being a sex addict. And uh, lastly, on the news list, uh, instead of a, a one uh, another renewal... Uh, TNT has renewed Murder in the First uh, for a second season. I think mm. they should call it Murder in the Second. <laughs> just, just like keep keep going, and it just like uh, the cases are just you know less intense each. It becomes like a misdemeanor. <laughs> Someone just like steals a candy bar from a <laughs> season. Yeah, it's like season six. They're just like, yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, this is felony larceny. This is definitely. <laughs> this is like uh, you gotta go put those tootsie roll bars back. Tootsie roll bar. That's not a thing. Um, you know what? I'm against TNT renewing any other shows just because I want TNT to grow, and like it feels like they're stuck in this weird position where they keep bouncing between like hardcore cable dramas and like. USA and it's like they keep getting pulled back and forth and then TBS just sticks his head in and is like remember where you came from TNT and they're like right that's where we came from alright let's bring on some more some more people that we know let's bring where's Jenny Garth Tori Spelling let's bring her show over bring them Rizzoli they, they and Isles too they have some other stuff coming they have like librarian show coming they have I am kind of excited about that they have the transporter which they imported and are adding another season too I am actually looking forward to the librarians just because it's sort of... Uh, I really enjoyed the movies, so I'm... I mean, it, well, it's it's uh, to me, it's like a cross... It'll be like a cross between, like, Leverage and uh, and Warehouse 13, you know, type, yeah. <laughs> type of thing. Because uh, now, yeah. now that they'll have a team of uh, of people... That show should do well. ...tracking down all these things. Yeah, it's exciting. Man, yeah, dude, ever since Warehouse 13, ever since Sci-Fi... Clean, Comcast, clean slate at Sci-Fi. Yeah, there's been, we've been missing those Warehouse 13 Eureka type shows. And if TNT takes over Sci-Fi's reign, I'm like, I don't even know. They should change their name to just not Sci-Fi anymore or Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that a channel? No. <laughs> <laughs> you had me there for a second. I was like, oh, I think I have that. <laughs> They always play Ghostbusters. It's out in the, yeah, it's out in the like the eight hundred somewhere or something on my cable yeah. dial. Uh you know, up there by Clue. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Except yeah, except uh, gotcha is spelled like uh I don't know, how would you spell it? <laughs> Gotta have some weird spelling that you can trademark. Yeah. And it's a pun because it doesn't spell gotcha and then they gotcha because it doesn't spell gotcha, but you still call it gotcha. Uh that's right. But, yeah, I don't it's sci fi man, I 
it's not that I don't like some of their new shows. Well, we'll get to that when we talk about Z Nation after the NBC preview. But but it's not like uh, just because you like want to add some more you know darker sci-fi or more or you know space sci-fi type stuff. It doesn't mean that you have to get rid of your fun sci-fi shows too. Like it's not like you can't have both. You know, on on your network, uh, but it yeah. seems it seemed like they started dropping all the, you know, sort of the, you know, the fun shows in in, in order of going to things you know like you know Defiance and Dominion and uh, that uh, that aren't exactly doing as well as the shows yeah. that they canceled. To- Whenever sci-fi <laughs> sends me press release about ratings, I'm like, I would just like you to know that Eureka was canceled and it was getting higher ratings than this. I just want you to know this, like. So they should just create like a Sharknado the series then, and then oh, every week. That mouth, sir! Don't you dare say that out loud. <laughs> well, again, that's pretty much I think what they were going for with the Z Nation. But again, we'll get to that. Spoiler alert! <laughs> but again, what we'll get to were, that later. What if they were like, listen, we would love to do a Sharknado series. Listen. Shark tornadoes way too expensive for for, for a series. <laughs> yeah. We can only do it if it's event television. Yeah, we can only do that once a year. We can't do that, you know, like ten times. <laughs> That's too many. All right, now we'll uh, let's uh, head on to the uh, NBC fall preview uh, for 2014, and uh, we'll start off. Well, first up, uh, NBC has Sunday Night Football, which has already started. And uh, that'll go all the way through to the uh, into the into the winter, and uh, with that we'll move on to uh, NBC on Monday nights, which is uh, the Voice starts up on September 22nd, and that'll be followed by the Blacklist on September 22nd, and then later in the fall, a State of Affairs will uh, take over the post Voice time slot as of. November 17th. So uh, first up, Anthony, what do you think of the Blacklist doing this like eight-week run and then going off and not coming back until uh, the post-Super Bowl slot and then moving to Thursdays? Man, I'm just, I think that someone at NBC saw James Spader naked and they know how big his balls are. And they were like, we can put you anywhere and you will do fine. Like, I think... NBC has so much con- like this is NBC like they got their Christmas gift this is their prize possession their pony they love it and they're like guess what? we can do it anyway we can take it out on a walk we can take it to Monday we can walk it over to Thursday if we want we don't even have to walk it if we want we'll just pull it back and not even have it on the air I think it's fine right I think this is the only show that NBC has the leverage audiences with and I think they're trying to do as much with it as possible and honestly NBC's done some silly stuff in the past very silly stuff. I think this is a really smart move because who's not going to follow James Spader uh, to Thursday night so you can listen to James Spader monologues, which the show that's my (laughs) that's my alternative title to the show. The the blacklist, the James Spader monologues. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love the James Spader monologues so much. What do you think, Kyle? I'm not completely sold on the James Spader monologues. Uh, I'm still on the fence of whether or not I just delete my season pass before it starts or actually start watching this season. Because last season, I mean, it had like it was good at the beginning. It had that good episode in the middle of the double part episode where they were in the the cage. And then it sort of I sort of lost interest again by the end of the season. 
but I mean, I may give it a chance. I may not give it a chance. I mean, James Spader is really the only one that that makes that worth watching. But it's uh, I'm I'm not sure about that. Well, if you've seen the promos for the new season, I'm not. I'm pretty sure there's not anybody else in the show. It's just James Spader. <laughs> he just is sitting on a stage doing monologues. <laughs> it's just James Spader, and uh, the you know the occasional uh, guest actor. Uh, no, but uh, I think long breaks in shows tends can hurt a show, but I think that tends to really happen more with uh, new shows, like when you see a. Somebody, you know, something starts out pretty well and they decide, oh, we're going to give this a big break in the middle of its first season and then come back and then it dies. I, but I think this has is, you know, more established, got a full season under its belt. And then they're not just bringing it back like later. They're bringing it back with the post Super Bowl episode. So it's not like it's going to get lost. Uh, you know, they're going to launch it with, you know, a two part episode that'll play after the Super Bowl and then on Thursday night. And so I think if there's a show that can, you know, and a way to do it, to, to move it, not just move nights, but give it a break in the middle of the season. Uh, this is, this is what, like one of those shows you can do it because it's got, it's got the audience. And I think there will be, you know, enough people that'll, that'll pretty much watch that show wherever uh, it, sh- it shows up. And NBC knows it. Those fools. But I think uh, what, but more importantly, Anthony, what did you think of State of Affairs? That's what I was going to say. That's the other one I couldn't find. I thought I had State of Affairs. I was actually watching Taya Leone strut her stuff in, on her CBS show. <laughs> well, they're kind of the they're kind of similar. I swear to God, halfway through, I was like, this does not seem right. I'm like, there's something. There's a reason why I'm not feeling this, and it was because Catherine Heigl. And I was like. Because I was like, I, going into this, I was like, oh, I wonder how the show's going to be. Because I, you know, she can be kind of a hard person to deal with. And then I'm watching the show, and I'm like, she's not even in the show. And then I realized I was watching the wrong one. So I did not see State of Affairs. That is a that is high praise for both shows, I think. In that you were halfway through before you realized which one you were actually watching. What did you this, think, Kyle? So. I didn't think it was great from the beginning, but by the end, it had had won me over with some of like the um, the mystery and stuff that they introduce and and what's going on. Um, they do a lot of that. I mean, some of it might be like the piley stuff, like they state over and over again, like here's the book, here's the, like we here's our list, like we're going on, like they state like whatever the terminology they're going to use in the show at least like twenty times to make sure that every viewer knows what that terminology is going to be, and like that got repetitive after a while, but I guess it's what you got to do in a in a pilot. But I mean, by the end of the episode, I I, I was interested in seeing more of it, um, and some of like the twists that they introduce. Yeah, I'd, I'd go uh, along with that. Probably, you know, not quite sure about it at at the beginning, but it in, it does introduce some stuff uh, towards the end that that obviously they're going for something you know bigger than just you know like a normal sort of Washington set show uh, that you know where they're just going to be dealing with threat of the week. <laughs> yeah, the threat of the week, or you know, the state of affairs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But that, yeah, that there's a, a bigger, you know, mystery, you know, with her and the, the president's son and, 
and a bunch of stuff around there that we'll see given, you know, given a couple more episodes, how it really is going to sort of bridge the gap between, uh, is it, is it going to be, you know, something, you know, what the thread of the week is kind of thing that they're dealing with, but also this other thing, or is it, you know, how, how is the balance of the storytelling going to be? But yeah. overall, I, I, it's not like I didn't, uh, buy her in this in this role uh, or anything which is what more people seem to be talking about going into it like uh, you know oh Catherine Heigl as you know this you know working for the CIA or whatever and yeah I'd never had a problem with that like with that aspect of it as long as she doesn't start uh, get a ghost boyfriend and <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that would be the end of the show for me Ed Bernero did leave after the pilot because creative differences you don't know what Joe Carnahan's thinking he thinks crazy things he may be like listen alright two ghosts there's two ghost presidents one's white one's black yeah, I, one's I, from I, the future <laughs> but we don't know which one's which <laughs> And we don't know which future. There's so many different. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's, 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 a, there's. Speaking of which, there's a whole bunch of shows this year, and uh, NBC has a, a few of them that are having some. Uh, seem to be having some behind the scenes uh, uh, problems. <laughs> yeah, they, they can't exactly. Uh, uh, Where, are you uh, are you hinting at the NBC fall <laughs> fall 2014 website where you can go see their news their six new shows and then they're like eight coming soon shows which are coming <laughs> not now yeah. well even some of the ones that are coming now uh, but uh, we'll get to uh, bad judge in a, in, a, in a minute <laughs> can I ask you guys a question about uh, save affairs though because when I saw this. I was like, okay, NBC's trying to make Blacklist 2. Is that this problem generally? Um, Without James Spader? No, because there's no one like, there's no character like James Spader. Like, no evil guy that's helping out solving stuff. Like, there's, well, there's no one like James Spader. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think it, it doesn't have that same, no, it's like, it, almost fun feel to it. That that has at times, even yeah, though it's, it's almost, uh, hmm. I don't know, it's not going, or it seems to be more in a vein of uh, even like Madam Secretary or Scandal or, you know, even West Wingish at, you know, that, that type of thing. Uh, but with a little more of, you know, the, the CIA side of, of things, uh, you know, mixed in. But yeah, it's, it's not really, it's not really the, the sort of action of the week type of thing, but it still it still sort of fits into those things with where you know, like the blacklist does have the big overall mystery of like who, who and what is you know, you know, hunting for red and and uh, and things like that that they that they put in. So this does have that type of an angle to it that there is a bigger of mystery with a character that's not quite sure what's going on and who she can trust. Uh, so, I kind so of, they may man. accidentally catch some viewers if they accidentally tune in the week after the blacklist ends. And I'm looking for Leone or something. I'm always interested, though, in these shows that start, you know, so far late into, you know, into the fall, and then you get like a few episodes. And then even if even if it is doing well, you're going to get like this break over Christmas, 
and stuff where, you know, you're going to get a few weeks off. That type of a late start always seems to, uh, you know, not really help uh, either. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, Interesting, yeah. We'll, we'll see what it what it does. Uh, but like you said, they've got <laughs> they've got a deep bench that they're, <laughs> that they're working on for potential yeah. replacements. No kidding, right? They're like, all right, we need more replacements than we have new shows. Trust me. That's like the, somebody. Okay, can I say something really petty about State of Affairs? Love Joe Carnahan. It really bothers me that Katherine Heigl and her mom are executive producers on this show. Like, it just really bugs me. You know, I love you, Jason, but if your mom wanted to be an executive <laughs> producer on your show, I'd have to be like, you know what? I think you're better off. He doesn't post the credits. How do you know she's not? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it, the executive producer thing is is funny. I like, you know, an executive producer used to be like really one of the people that was like funding the thing and yeah. stuff like that. Now it's just like you, if if you if you know the right person or whatever, you can, yeah. Or if you've been on the, usually something like this is something that like later on where, you know, like you see, you know, like an episode of Bones and like. The, the two leads are executive producers, but if you watch like the first couple seasons, they weren't executive producers. It was once the show had been around for like four or five years, then all of a sudden they were. Uh, you it's, know. it's a way to give them an extra cut of the pie. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. We can't pay you out of this pot, but we got this big pot we can give you some money out of. Give them some money, guys. Just give them a couple. Of and, and, and my mom. Yeah, and my mom. That's what Kyle and Heigl's doing. She's sitting standing there and being like, what about my mom? And they're like, ugh. Give her a truck too. I I don't know if you know this, but she's been with me since birth. You gotta you gotta help me out here. <laughs> oh, what does she do at meetings? Like what if okay, yeah, but well Catherine, what does your mom think? I think you guys are all nice boys. That's what... all, right, all right, I'm done. I'm okay. done beating it up. All right, with that Feel we'll bad. move to Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday we'll have the voice, the Tuesday night episode as of uh, September twenty third. And then that'll be followed by new show Marry Me and then the return of About a Boy uh, starting up on uh, October 14th. And then the night will close out with Chicago Fire starting up on September 23rd. Man, that's a weird lineup. <laughs> Kyle, we'll start, we'll start with you. What did you think of, uh, of Marry Me? I actually really, really enjoyed this one. Like, I, it's like having Penny back. Like, uh, <laughs> it's Casey Wilson, they, She's playing pretty much the same character. They should have just called it the Year of Penny. Yeah, so, like they could have <laughs> made her Penny, and who cares? Like, she forgot all her friends. But it's like she's got the physical humor down. Like, I absolutely love the opening scene. Like, so awkward and so hilarious. And I just, I just thought it was really great. I'm wondering how, like, there were a lot of f bombs thrown out throughout the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm wondering what they thought this was originally going to air on, or if they're just going to bleep them out on when it airs. Like, it's just weird. Like we were talking beforehand too. It's like 25 minutes, so maybe they just chop out those uh, those scenes or something. Yeah, yeah. Not sure what the. Uh... You know what the maybe maybe they just get rid of all the f bombs and boom you're you're down to twenty two minutes. Uh, yeah, and no, then they're like, "What about all the s words?" And they're like, "Oh, all right, twenty minutes." All right, I I liked it. I I think it's got a good cast. Um, the the only thing is the the design of the first episode of the you know the going back and forth of the proposals and stuff like that makes me wonder like really like what 
subsequent episodes are going to be. Like it, <laughs> it the first episode's funny and it gives you a, you know a a good introduction to these characters a little bit with their with you know some of the side characters that you know I'm sure we'll get to see uh, more of going forward. But it didn't. The only thing is the pilot didn't leave me really with a good feel of like what ongoing episodes were going to be like, cause it, it can't, they've, they've like done this now and now they're, it's like, what is yeah. the, what is the next sort of back and forth thing or whatever weird thing they're going to do? what do you think, Anthony? I, uh, listen, I love, I love happy endings so much that I want this show to succeed because I, I feel bad for happy endings <laughs> failing. Happy endings was such a good show. It was perfect. And then it died. And I really wanted the show to be a thousand times better. I don't think it is because I think the cast together in Happy Endings is amazing. And I think this is where my problem is with the show is I keep trying to compare it to ha- – like, I want Happy Endings back. I just want it back. <laughs> and I'm not even lying. And he wants it back too because I see what he's doing. I see. Well, I, I mean Casey Wilson, Ken Marino, just great, great comedic actors. I really, I really wanted to love the show. Uh, but like, I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to judge a show more than any other show because it's over. It's way. It came in way over time. Twenty five minutes, right? Like we said, you know, it's usually eighteen minutes for like a, a comedy. So it felt long, and it felt it felt overly long. Like it felt like a forty five minute show just because you're not used to seeing comedy that way. I agree with the marriage thing. It was kind of like. I think I looked away for one second and I missed one of the marriage things, but then I looked back and I caught like the other one and I was like, all right, I get it. That's all right. But, That's probably the one they're going to cut out the, for time. So you're, you're all right. <laughs> I hope not. Oh man. Cause I, I hope that was a good one though then. But yeah, like what are they going to do? I mean, overall for the complete season, it's not the show that I want it to be. Like it's not happy ending, <laughs> but that's because of everyone else. Everyone else's fault. For not watching happy endings. But like I hope something good comes from this because everyone involved is just fantastic. But I mean like like you said, Jason, from the pilot, it's hard to just it's hard for me to completely get on board with it, but happy endings got screwed over enough that you know what? I'm happy to jump on board with it. You can take us off a cliff if you want. But I I think there's I think there's enough there, like you know, like the people behind it, the people in the show that uh, and and enough of what you see them starting to interact and stuff uh, in the pilot that I think there's there's stuff to build with going forward that it's worth giving a it's definitely worth checking out and uh, giving a shot to especially if you if you were a fan of of something like Happy Endings because I have a feeling that like going forward that that may be you know it's like uh, it'll be like an episode of uh, Happy Endings where penny gets the a story every week <laughs> I, i'm perfectly fine with that <laughs> you know so you know that's uh it is the year of penny you know so that i i think there's a uh, uh there, there's definitely something there the the one thing i think is odd that i don't understand is to talk more about that when you get to to the thursday night but thursday is going to be bad judge and a to z and mm. i really don't understand why just based on the premises of the show, you know, not, you know, just strictly on the premises of the show, I don't understand why A to Z and Marry Me are not on the same night and About a Boy and Bad Judge are not on the same night. 
I already thought about this as well when I looked at that lineup. I'm like, how come they can't put? But I like I like about a boy. I like marry me, and I like A to Z. I'm like, how can we fit these all on the same night <laughs> <laughs> and get rid of something else? But they, I don't think they have any other comedies, right? Those are only four comedies. Well, it depends how funny you think Constantine is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I just I just thought just. Why wouldn't you put the two sort of like romantic comedies together and the two shows that sort of star, you know, the where it's in a they're they're basically, you know, they're very similar in you have an adult that's very, you know, that's living like a very youthful or childlike existence, you know, type of thing uh, that hasn't really, you know, the lead of the show hasn't really grown up uh, type of thing. And those just seem just just based on the premise, it seems like it would make more sense to go like about a boy, bad judge, A to Z, marry me, you know, on a night, not not necessarily on the same night, but on given nights. I just the yeah. scheduling wise, it's one of those things that just doesn't really. Uh, other than I think I don't know if it's they think that like A to Z has a better chance of standing on its own with you know a new, another new show on a tough Thursday night. Uh, which will be going up against, uh, you know, football for the first few weeks, and and then the CBS, you know, comedies and stuff uh, coming back, and that they want to give Mary Me that, you know, that post voice slot, but still, you could have been like Mary Me, and they wanted, I guess, and leave like about a boy on that on that night since that's where it already was. That's the only thing I can think of, but to me, it just makes sense, <laughs> even though we more and more people don't necessarily watch TV that way. It's still for the people that they're trying to get like actual live viewers to watch stuff uh, where they can actually sell ads against it and where ratings still matter. It seems like for that audience that you're trying to get that better scheduling would help with that. Maybe they thought marry me would apply, uh, appeal more to the voice crowd than, uh, and bad judge would, be the biggest loser crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe. But uh, speaking of the biggest loser, let's move to Wednesdays, and uh, that kicks off with uh, the mysteries of Laura, uh, yeah. starting up on September seventeenth, uh, and then that'll be followed by uh, Law and Order SVU and Chicago PD, starting up on September twenty fourth, and uh, so. Uh, so Anthony, yeah, mysteries of Laura. What do you think of the, of the mysteries of Laura? Okay, this I, is by the way. This is what this is what uh, TV Times three listeners have been uh, have been waiting for since we we plugged it at the end of the last podcast that there's going to be some big talk about mysteries of Laura. <laughs> mysteries of Laura talk. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to you know take the lid off it myself, but I'm going to say this is a juggernaut show, man. <laughs> juggernaut show. <laughs> I think we got a. I think we got a Oscar winner here. Not even Emmy. It's so good. They're gonna. It's so good. They're gonna put it as a movie. Yeah, they're gonna submit it as a movie. They're like, it's a short movie. Why not? The Emmys, you can you can pretty much submit whatever you want into any right? category. So why not take a TV show and submit it as a movie? Those Emmy guys hang out to hang around each other way too much. Where they're just like, yeah, sure, sure, like some miniseries, you know? And they're like, all right, oh, so Mysteries Laura, I actually. I really kind of enjoyed it. Like it's, it's your basic generic cop drama, but Dabber Messine is very fun in it, and 
there's a lot of hate you can throw at her because Willard Gray stays and whatnot. But truth be told, she's terrific in this episode. As a single mom, thing with those two kids, her husband, her husband, what a pain in the ass he is, man. He just kept kissing her, and I was like, dude, you're not even married to her, sir. Um, I don't like like overall. I don't think it's a good step forward for NBC because I want to see him do more. Like I want NBC has this Comcast money now. I know because I give it to him each month. And it has the NBC logo on the bill. <laughs> so they're taking my money and they're doing something with it. I want them to do something more. I think it's terrific, though. I think people like it. My mom's going to love it uh, just because it's a strong woman who says funny things and kicks butt, including her children's and her husband's and her boss's. She kicks every man's butt ever, ever. The only problem I had with this, with this show was... The man, like the main man of the pilot, I was like, this is amazing. I love that they have him in the show. And then something happened. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was literally being like, this show is going to be really amazing. I can't believe they got all these people together. And then I was like, what? Wait. And then we're going (laughs) to, we can talk about that again when we talk about the sci fi show. (laughs) I already thought I'm talking about that on the show. Yeah. So for me, Mysteries of Laura, it it felt more. I, I really enjoyed it. I, like I thought she was uh, Deborah Messing was great in it. I the, her her with the kids and dealing with the kids. I thought that was a lot of fun. It reminds me more of like an ABC type of show, not an NBC show. Like almost like almost like a Castle or a. Um, or even like a Father Dowling Mysteries to go way back. Like <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like a very light like murder mystery type of show which is i mean it's just fun to watch and like i i really like the cast and yeah i just really enjoyed it it kind of feels like someone was like hey did you guys see rizzoli and isles and they're like yeah and they're like all right we gotta we can't afford both of them <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just let's just pay Deborah messing but we'd pay both of them <laughs> But we don't want to do a, a medical examiner show, so we'll just hire Rizzoli, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll and we'll go at it that way. Uh, no, the the mysteries of Laura is the to me the mystery is like how how did this show end up the way it is? Is is it from the pilot? Is it you're not quite sure? Like what what do they want this show to be? Like yeah. it, is it? Is it like a drama? Is it a comedy? It kind of had the feel of like an old school, like USA Network show. Definitely, you know, sort yeah. of a you know, except not as good as like Monk. <laughs> you know? yeah. you know? It, but it's like uh, Dever Dever Messing is Columbo in, in this. But the 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 thing that bothered me was is that they tried to balance things between you know she's a cop, she's a mom. The home life. The, she's supposed to be this great cop, but then they also created what, at the very beginning, almost seemed like was going to be an interesting, you know, actual mystery to solve. And then they uh-huh. just sort of like short shrift that, and then all of a sudden at the end they solve it, and <laughs> you're just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you're yes. just like, and it's like it's like, do you want to do like actual interesting mysteries? Uh, do you want to just like the disheveled cop uh, that can't get her life together type of show. Like what? That's the main thing. Like I didn't think it was the plot line of it or the, you know, the basic premise of it is a bad idea. I, I think that 
depending on what direction they really want to go with the show, at, at times Deborah Messing seems perfectly cast, and at other times she seems completely miscast. There's just a few scenes in their thing, like uh, like they they've shown it on the you know in the in the trailers and stuff like that, where there's the bad guy that's got somebody and she's got her gun out, but she's also got her big jacket and her purse, and but yet she's still able to like shoot the guy without shooting the good guy, and you know she's she's a really good shot, she's a great cop, but it just I don't know there was just so many things that didn't quite. I, I couldn't quite figure out, like, what is the show? What is the tone of the show supposed to be? Maybe by maybe we'll get a better idea in the second episode, like, what what they're going for. Uh, but if but if, if if subsequent episodes continue to be like this, it's just like, uh, it, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to work. I think it has. You just poo-pooed all over my party. Because <laughs> you're not wrong. Like, you're not, and that's the thing. I forgot about that. Literally. Most of the episode is just her being like, I'm better than you, 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 you. And then it was just like, the editor was just like, oh, we forgot the case. And then it was just like weird quick cuts, like split screen, split screen, evidence, evidence, evidence. She's just like, no, 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 no. This is it. You're stupid. I'm out. And I was just like, what just happened? And then I turn around and I'm like, oh, she just solved the case. I forgot that there was a case. (laughs) They were investigating something. Like, they really did just throw away that case. at Because, the, like, they don't cut. Like, they give her as much time as she wants in each scene. Like, she's just there walking around, owning it. And then they're just like, oh, but her job? And they're just like, quick cut, quick cut, quick cut. Okay. Yeah, which she also, wins. as you sort of mentioned without, you know, spoiling things, is, it, is some of the other people that are in the show that you think you're going to get a lot from, you don't even get any... You know, you barely get anything from them, even though they're very entwined into this case. And then they're gone. They almost <laughs> needed like a they almost need like a two hour movie to start this because that's a, they're trying to they're trying to spend all this time introducing the characters. It, it but does they, feel like they they had uh, a like a two hour premiere movie enough content to introduce everybody and everything that's going on, and then you could have also got. They could have had a good mystery along with the, you know, because it's it's sort of like you want to see how she's a good cop. Not that this she, all of a sudden she seems to like just land on something and and the case is solved. Like you want to see like the actual, you know, you want to see some of those steps. Along I changed my mind. She is an awful police officer <laughs> <laughs> who's lucky. Yeah, she is lucky, and I, I don't. I'm never gonna watch this show now. She's just lucky. <laughs> okay, I don't. And you know what? I mean, you no solved the mystery is, of Laura. <laughs> yeah, the mystery is no man should be around her because clearly you are in danger of something happening, or you might get her pregnant and then have twins that just make a mess out of everything with paint. <laughs> like that was the most intense scene of the pilot for me when I saw that mess. She was just like, "You guys are so in trouble." I'm like, "Girl, you don't even know how much trouble they're in." I was like, you need to like set make dummies of them and then set those on fire and wa- let them watch themselves burn because they just made a mess of that beautiful room with terrible paints. Those $2 paints. You always buy washable paints, guys. Yeah, what kind no of school old. doesn't buy doesn't doesn't have doesn't have washable yeah. paint? Yeah. Yeah, and then at <laughs> what point in the whole painting of this <laughs> 
mural did somebody be like you know we should check on those little kids that can drown in three inches of water statistically like let's check on those guys <laughs> yeah that have been alone long enough to paint the entire room yeah they're like okay guys so good news bad news uh we just found a new painters turns out they're really great come in under time under budget free actually <laughs> two cookies each yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, just, we just send them through the lunch line a second time it's all good but he's i mean it's okay so if you had somebody who either had to watch mysteries of lore or Rizzolian isles which would you tell them to watch i already quit watching Rizzolian isles so i wouldn't watch this well uh I don't, don't poop well, on my mom's party either, Kyle. <laughs> you two are pooping all over my mom's party. Pro- probably Rizzoli and Isles, because you're likely to get more of that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> that was, that was, I'm not like sure about answer. At least if you, at least if you put in the time, you know that there's some back episodes and some more coming. No, but I don't. Mean, this almost falls in that category of like you know, a really well put together mediocre show. Uh, which is what Rizzoli and Isles is. It's like a really, really well put together, mediocre <laughs> police procedural. But yeah, I, I don't know about Mysteries of Laura. And- whoa, whoa, isn't she- oh Shiva from the League is in this? That means nothing. That means nothing <laughs> at all, guys, because only five hundred thousand people a week watch the League. Oh, I watch the League. I know who you're talking about. Ah, we are adding up. Well, soon our five thousand and one. Yeah, we will get together <laughs> and we will do something. We'll all buy donuts or something. All right, we move on to Thursday. Uh, NBC has the Biggest Loser starting up on September. Already has started up on as of September 11th, and then that'll be followed by Bad Judge and then new you know, and another new show uh, A to Z, both starting up on October 2nd, and then closing out the night will be Parenthood, and. Uh, Anthony, Bad Judge was another one you weren't able to... No, but I have a million questions about to ask you guys, though. (laughs) Well, this is one of those ones where, I mean, you get the gist of what the thing is, sort of, by the pilot episode that they filmed, but they're, like, completely, like, refilming half of it because they, like, recast a bunch of people. But then now, like, one of, like, the showrunner's gone. She's... So, I have, like... I don't think you needed to watch it because I have no idea what this show is actually going to be once we finally get the actual a pilot episode, which, you know, even though it's not starting till the October, it's still coming up pretty close. <laughs> Although I, I think anything they do could only make it better. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I just found her character so completely unlikable. Like, I just had no interest in watching any more of her. Maybe if all of it's going to change, maybe I will check out the second episode. But Would, that, would you call that a success then? Because she is bad? Uh, yeah, I guess she plays it well. She's just a horrible person that <laughs> well, I just have. Well, she's actually... Not her, her character. See, see that's, that's the twist on the name is she's actually a good judge, but a bad human. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's what my mother said about my last girlfriend. Uh, I don't even know what to do. With that. Okay, I will. I'll take a bunch of dumps on this show. So the thing that bugs me about this show is Anne Hayes, Kate Walsh, Will Ferrell, Adam McKay are all executive producers on this show. So when this show fails, what does that mean? Like, It means they should have ca- hired Katherine Heigl's mother. 
<laughs> You're right. <laughs> right? Have you seen, hey, have you guys seen State of Affairs? Catherine Heigl's mother, she's on to something there. I think you guys should bring her on. That would be funny. What if Catherine Heigl's mom wouldn't sign on until they brought Catherine Heigl on? Yeah, we, we need we need a Grey's Anatomy reunion, or, or I'm not doing it. <laughs> we better call her mom then. She better get that Grey's Anatomy reunion going. Oh, I mean, I was never excited about the show. I mean, when I hear bad judge, I don't know why. I think for some reason I have it connected to the bad teacher, I think, which was written by those <laughs> yeah, idiots. They're very similar. Ruined... Just swap a teacher for a judge. And you yeah, right. And got... Those idiots ruined Ghostbusters 3 by writing a terrible script that nobody read, including Bill Murray. But, yeah, like, yeah, when I saw a bad judge, I was like, okay. Are they really? Because didn't we just see like bad spelling? Like how many bad anything are we going to see? Like bad food, bad water heater. Like this makes me uncomfortable. And the fact that NBC do it, did it makes me more uncomfortable because. Is it you bad know, water heater coming to the DIY channel? <laughs> you know, actually AMC. It's new unscripted reality. They give two people water heaters, one with the manual, one without the manual. And they see who can live the longest with or without hot water. Right? Isn't it sad that it's not that far off from the show that AMC had? Uh, Wait a second. Wait. We need to write up the pitch quick. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you have it recorded now. You have evidence that you thought of it first. Right. So if anyone tries to steal it. That's right. Uh, Yes, it's uh, Monday, September 15th, 2014 at 4 p.m. That's when... That's when this uh, new hit TV show came came about. Uh, can we confirm Catherine Heigl's mom is executive producing it? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: We can't let that out yet. It's it's too early. It's still early early goings, but I don't think she'll say no. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. uh, no, no, we're bringing uh, Catherine Heigl's mom on for when we do the the spinoff, the celebrity water heater. <laughs> that's that's where that's that's where we're, we're we're gonna need her help, right? And then he's just like, "Oh, I didn't know that my water was heated." Yeah, no, but bad judge is just it's it's about a boy with a female lead, you know, but she's a judge instead of you know. No, but he's likable. She there's nothing redeeming about her. <laughs> Even though she like tries to help the the kid out, and but you're just like you know, is is the kid all of a sudden gonna end up like? Is she gonna like adopt the kid? Like, you're you're not really sure, like, really exactly what what's coming. But there seems to be so many problems on screen and behind the screen that, to me, right now, this seems like the least likely show to, to succeed coming this fall. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and there's some and there's some not good stuff coming. So you know. <laughs> It's, it's yeah i mean i think generally like the fall season is just kind of like eh, all right like it's kind of just like more of the same nothing really sticks out as just like oh my like there's not even james spader just being like i'm james spader guys and we're like oh that's james spader we don't get any of that not even that's kevin bacon i think in the mid-season we get that's david duchovny on nbc but that's it it's just a bunch of i don't know bad judges little kids does the little kid get yell? Does she yell at the little kid? Like say mean, hurtful things to him? No, she's she like, actually pretty nice the whole time. Okay, she, she that's tries awful. To, she tries to help the little kid, but the, yeah. but 
the kid then like gets in trouble for like following her advice. <laughs> you know, so what? Like, <laughs> I wanted to be like. And Rob so she has Gordy. to like help the kid again. Uh, but no, it's uh, but let's. I think that's enough bad judge. Yes. What do you let's think of let's a- move over the office time slot, right? The old office time slot. What do you, what do you think of a-, a to Z? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's kind of odd. It's creepy a little bit. So this is like creepy. The, ho- the, the show or how much you love it? How much I love it. Okay. Right? We just needed to if clear I, that up. Like <laughs> if I had some yarn, I'd knit something and send about it the to show. <laughs> no, no. I keep it. Like they got enough money. They can buy their own people. To sew stuff. So you'd have like a pillow or, you know, like a some sort of thing above the mantle. I was thinking like a blanket. Oh, so going full on, all out. With with like like a small blanket. Well, like a like a washcloth. (laughs) That's what it's gonna be. Washcloth blanket. Um, uh, shoot. Oh, A to Z. Sorry, I keep. Okay, so it's A to Z. No, I really love A to Z because when CVS announced that they were gonna try to. Steal some more money from How I Met Your Mother franchise. I was like, this could maybe be interesting if they did something with it. And then it turned out so bad that even CBS didn't want to put it on the air. And then I saw A to Z. And A to Z is a modern day evolution of that How I Met Your Mother idea. I think it's done so well. Oh, crap. The mother is in this movie or this show from the TV show. I think it's so well done. I think the story... Well, these two people getting together, even though like the setting might be a bit odd because it's like she's a lawyer, he works at a dating website. Like, did he have to work at a dating website and then have to date someone? But whatever, whatever it needs to make it happen. Katie Segal is the voice of it. So amazing! She gets another paycheck. I just want to live at the Sutter Segal's house because <laughs> their income is impressive. I'm going to say that, but like, I really think it's. I think this show is one of the better shows of the fall, and it's just – it's lovely, sirs. It's a lovely show, and if you guys hate it and prove me wrong, I'm going to hate you all. What do you think, Kyle? I agree with everything Anthony said. I thought it was great. I love the narration by Katie Segal. Um, the two of them have great chemistry. My one concern is how they've limited themselves to this eight – month period which means now they can only do like each holiday once across the entire series they have like this set time period so like how do they figure out how to progress through just the eight months um throughout this whole like how do you know how long it's going to run how how do you know um how to do that because it just says this chronic this series chronicles those eight months so like, if they get together at the end, which I'm assuming they will, like, at the end of the eight months. What's like, the Z stand for, maybe, for them getting together? Yeah. So well, then, maybe, maybe it's that the, the first season chronicles that eight months, and then the next season chronicles, like, them planning their wedding. Or the, oh, the, sir. The next wow. one plans their, their first year of marriage. Or See, that's the thing, is you don't know. It's, don't it's hard to tell from, from just the pilot, like, really... You, you do end up with some of those questions like how because you start thinking like are you going to follow it just like you know how many days are in eight months like that's how many that's like the minimum number or the maximum number <laughs> Someone of episodes needs to do you the can math do on this. <laughs> you know that's like the maximum number of episodes you could do but you already went through like 
a week, you know. Like yeah, but fin- Phineas and Ferb has Phineas and Ferb have covered way more days than in a summer vacation. So I don't think you have to worry about that. No one. Yeah, no well, <laughs> the Simpsons have been living in the same year for yeah. <laughs> for, for like five hundred episodes. So, uh, but yeah, it's just uh, I, there, there are some questions like that. But the two leads are highly likable. They they play well off of each other. I don't know. I think she's one of those actresses that just is like good enough and that she has pretty much would have chemistry with like anybody almost, you know? So uh, I, I really, I, the one thing I like about it is one of the best things about the final season of how I met your mother was anytime she popped up uh, on an episode. So I like the idea of a show where she's actually going to be in every episode, you know, going forward. Uh, I think it is definitely one of the better, the better comedies coming this this fall uh, and you know straight from the pilot like you get like you said there's some questions about the overall time frame of it but you get the gist of what the show is from the pilot yeah you also get a sense of a larger world you get to meet their friends which i honestly i liked all of the the supporting characters too i couldn't find any of them that i didn't like i thought they were all a lot of fun they have like the british woman from uh the British uh, being human, the ghost, uh, she's one of the friends in that, right? Am I thinking of the right show? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a great tag scene at the end of the pilot, which I won't spoil, but with a special guest star. Oh, you mean Neil Patrick Harris coming in and being like, have you met Ted? (laughs) He points off screen. (laughs) This show is interesting, though. Okay, so did you know this show is is produced by Rashida Jones and Will McCormick? Two actors, besides one being Quincy Jones' daughter. That's so weird. And it's so good. It's so good. And it's on NBC. (laughs) I pay for that, guys. On Thursday. On Thursday, after what potentially might be their worst new (laughs) comedy or show. Yeah, I hope it survives. (laughs) I I wish they'd almost, like, swap the slot so that people can disappear after uh, A to Z and not quit on the show. It's like they're punishing viewers. Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all, oh yeah, you like that show? Yeah, we're going to get the ratings. Now watch this. And then they just walk away. That's but uh, sad. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the another thing about the commentary, the commentary, it actually kind of reminded me of like almost like Pushing Daisies, the way yeah. she she narrates it. Like, I just, it really adds to the whole atmosphere of the show it's just really really good yeah which is which is nice this fall season considering the number of shows that have voiceovers <laughs> that, that there's one that it actually really works really well for the show i hope you're not taking a shot at jane the virgin voiceover guy my aka possibly my father <laughs> oh hello Josmino. it's going to the bathroom i i don't even know spanish i can't speak spanish so that was my Spanish pretend. All right. And on that note, we'll move to Fridays, where NBC Fridays? will have uh, Dateline NBC, followed by Grimm, and then new show Constantine, both Grimm and Constantine premiering on October oh, 24th. God. And uh, Grimm's done well, d- done pretty well for them on uh, Friday nights, and that's one of the shows that actually, the starting later actually kind of works, because then... While they do have a little bit of a break, you know, at Christmas and things, they there's not a lot of huge breaks for like the rest of the season. They can 
they can play the sh- the show mostly straight through, and then it'll be followed by by Constantine, which is had some uh, some some shake up from the first episode to uh, the, yeah. the the lucky people at Comic Con apparently got to see the revised pilot, but they haven't put that out yet since it's <laughs> since it doesn't premiere until for another over a month. Uh, they haven't put that out for press to to watch yet, but uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you think of Constantine overall, uh, Anthony? Uh, you know what, man. Fridays at ten p.m. Huh? I mean, that kind of says a lot. I mean, it's kind of insulting that they think this is on caliber with Grimm and that they could position it in the same way when it's absolutely not. I just feel. Like I was really disappointed with Constantine Pilot. I loved the film. Like I would, I I think the film is fun to watch. I think it's terrific. But this, the show is nothing like how I wanted it to be. You know, the the lead guy, he's fine as Constantine. He can do it because he has the accent. It's real. We've seen it. We've heard it in real life. It's a real accent. But like his dialogue is terrible. The story's boring slash. I mean, uninteresting. The demon stuff is neat, but it's not – there's nothing attached to it to make me really interested in what's going on. It's not like Supernatural where it's like, oh, he's doing this because of this and this. The pilot is more just kind of like, whoa, ghosts are real. What's up? Let me ask you a bunch of questions. Oh, you're going to ask your questions. Oh, I'm going to keep answer, asking them till the end of the pilot and then you're going to keep a- answering them so then the viewers know what's going on. All right. Then I'm going to cut you out of the pilot, re-edit it, and then hire someone else. And that's what it feels like. <laughs> like It feels like a mess of a show that NBC is trying to fix right now, and they don't know how to. But for some reason, they already like have a bunch of stuff going against them with like the no smoking thing. The fact it's on Friday, it really bothers me. You know, the fact that they are trying to make it into a series that's more that's not as dark as the show can be i'm not worried about the bisexual stuff because um i mean i've never seen constantine have sex in comics or whatever but um like overall it's disappointing except for harold i can't say his last name i just think that guy's i love looking at that guy's face i think he's uh, a joy to watch on screen. I don't think his character is that interesting yet, but he got wings. He seemed very excited about having wings at Comic-Con. I'm sure there's a reason for it. But so far, I mean, this is just kind of like a show I wish wasn't happening right now because I feel like a different network could have done it better. And and just to say, just to be like a little little kind of a dick, I, we t- I talked to the producer of the Constantine film and I asked him about the show and he was just like, I don't think they can pull it off. He's like, the show's way too, the movie is way too dark. They can't ever do any of the stuff, the no smoking. He's like, I just think it's going to bomb. But that's just me and I'm a grump after you guys ruined my happiness. And Jason just pooped over A to Z. No, I, I liked A to Z. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what starts with Q. What starts with Q or R? And like you said, eight months, what starts with Z in eight months? I don't think I've ever said a word that starts with a Z unless I was in a spelling bee. Yeah, well, that you know that xylophone episode is going to be really good. That's what I. Yeah, <laughs> right. That That's it. Yes. That's the episode. They should just name it that, just because they're like, we get it. That's the only X word I could come up with. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no. 
Did I I'm ask done. you, Kyle, what you thought of it? <laughs> no. I mean, I think I, I agree with – I've never seen the movie, so it <gasps> like there's no <laughs> – You just you just said I haven't seen Happiness, and I just watched I actually own it on I actually own it on HD DVD, but I have to hook up an <laughs> HD DVD player to watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see you're a man that likes supporting new ideas. I like I that. I do. <laughs> and uh, so I have I don't have that comparison. I just thought this really needed more of like if it's going to be about him, especially where they're they're dropping the girl when they re-edit this. They really need like an origin story type of thing to tell you more about him. Like I don't want to watch like and learn a little bit over time. I want to understand who this guy is and and what all this is. I mean, yeah, it's got lots of neat special effects and stuff, but like you said, there wasn't really a whole lot to it it just seemed more of like flashy here's some stuff but there wasn't really a whole good story to it yet i mean i i understand the pairing with grim uh just because they're both like these supernaturally shows but i have no idea what constantine's going to be week to week if he's just going to be hunting down some like dead person each week or something or what it's going to be like you don't get a sense of that at least from this original pilot that we saw without the revised stuff so i i have no idea what it's gonna be but yeah that's funny that yeah we don't even know what this show is actually going to be when it gets on air because we've seen the episode that they deemed not worthy to make it (laughs) yeah yet they don't have the budget to completely start over so they're just making a few tweaks to the first episode they're still going to air it and then you know, go a different direction in the second episode. Maybe that new direction is a better idea than having the sort of doe-eyed girl. That's the sort of the. I mean, that was the original idea. She's sort of like the entry point. She doesn't know what's going on, which makes sense as like a, you know, as the the gateway for the audience. It's like you're like her. You don't you don't know what this world is, and and so you're seeing it for the first time through her eyes, and. uh that make that made sense, but apparently it didn't make sense to them. Like going forward, they didn't want it, like that wasn't going to work for them. Like, and it was going to take too long to like turn her into, you know, really. But that was the thing about the pilot, though is is the is the original version of the pilot that they're somehow tweaking, makes it seem like she is futurely important. And is going to like grow into something that's like very important, but now that's not going to be an aspect of the show. So I'm interested to see what the tweaks they made to it are and then how they change things up with the I mean, some of the ideas and the new uh, female lead or, you know, that that they've brought on sound interesting. But overall, it's just uh, it's one of those things that is too many having to bring it down to network uh, from the, you know, like the original character. Is there going to be too many of like the fans of, you know, like Hellblazer comics that are going to watch it and be like, like you said, Anthony, this is not the version of, you know, I was expecting or I wanted to see uh, of this character. Uh, Cause that, that's a big problem in translating comic book things anyways, is like a lot of, especially depending on how long the comic's been around and how many different, people have written for it and how many times they've changed it and stuff like that. Uh, and when people became fans of it, it's like everybody has a different idea of what makes this character, why they loved it so much. And it may be, you know, <laughs> 20 different reasons. 
And so they all go and watch the show, and they're all disappointed because none of them get what they wanted. And you you lose you kind of lose track of whether the show is actually any good as a show itself, let alone like it's not what you had pictured uh, or the show that you would make uh, type of thing. And I think it's I think it's an interesting you know potential. I like the idea of more comic things being on TV. There's like going to be quite a few come this fall. So I'm interested to finally actually, this is one of those that is like, I have no idea. I, I just know that I like the idea of these types of shows and I want to <laughs> see, and I want to see what they're going to do. Uh, I think the idea of these type of shows on a Friday night, sort of the same thing that, you know, sci-fi has done for a while. They always seem to have, you know, a show on Friday night. If it's, you know, if you get a decent show, it, it can do well on a Friday night in this, this type of genre. You know, if you put on a, a Dracula, then you get, you know, you get nobody watching because it's a terrible show. Not necessarily because it was Friday night. I'm flummoxed with this show. They need episodes two of the show. It needs to be him sitting in a stupid chair with a demon symbol around him and him doing a bunch of magic crap and just being awesome and not leaving that chair for one episode. Like, they need something to make him look cool besides just like, hey, oh, I'm going to walk you through this. So he could sit with a chair with James Spader in the Demon Circle. <laughs> yeah, they got... You know NBC has chairs. I, you've seen the promo photos of the Blacklist. <laughs> they, they can, and they can just... They can just... Uh, monologue at each other and uh, <laughs> and then we can we can move on to episode three that's what james spader is going to do throughout the entire break he's just going to visit every other nbc show <laughs> no but i want to see that would be you know, like the uh like the old they when they would do like green week or whatever where every show had to have like a certain theme or something like that that would be the 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 episode or the week where you follow James Spader through every show on the network. That would be so awesome. <laughs> from from uh, from Sunday, the Super Bowl, and then every episode of a show on NBC until he shows up on Thursday <laughs> in the new night. I want to see him on The Biggest Loser. <laughs> they don't have to. Re- they have to figure out what show he's going to be on by the time Bad Judge is off the air. So yeah, but that's uh, – I think uh, mostly I want to see the uh, Constantine-Dominion uh, crossover since they've got people with wings in both shows. I think that would be <laughs> that, <laughs> be interesting. And they're all, you know, Comcast-y, universally things, so. Yeah, man. It's just sad. It's sad because <laughs> it could have been so – like even a little bit of me is just like I hope it's awesome ultimately because Constantine's such a fantastic franchise. Well, we'll, we'll all find out together. On October no, 24th. <laughs> we know it. We know what's happening. We smell the stink. All right. And then Saturdays, uh, NBC just uh, will have uh, repeats and stuff like that. Usually the first few weeks, they tend to repeat a lot of their new stuff on uh, on Saturday nights. And then and then you get lots of uh, SVU repeats <laughs> later, in the, later in the fall. And that'll do it for and, our... And uh, Saturday Night Live. Well, Saturday Night Live... But I just I just wanted to say one thing about Saturday Night Live, just because I know Emery's thinking the same thing. Uh, they should not have replaced Cecily Strong. They should have replaced Colin Jost on the news desk. Ooh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that, NBC. 
<laughs> that was Lauren Kyle Michaels. Nolan. You can find I, Kyle yeah. at Kyle at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's the uh, that's the NBC preview. Let us know what shows you're uh, most uh, looking forward to, if uh, or if if we killed off your sense of wanting to see any of these shows, or if we heightened your interest in some of these shows, like maybe A to Z or uh, Mary. Mary. Uh, but uh, let, let us know what NBC shows you, you're looking forward to. And with that, we'll move on to the uh, primetime segment this week, which we have one show to talk about, and that is uh, Sci-Fi's new series, Z Nation. Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. And uh, Anthony, Z Nation, go! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make Kyle go first this time. Okay. Uh, uh, I've already so, pooped on enough NBC Universal things. So I don't think you're I thought... A, you're going to get a surcharge on your next cable bill. <laughs> yeah, I haven't paid my bill yet this you're month, gonna be like, You're going to be like, wait a second, what is this extra twelve fifty? I don't understand. Like, so, so I totally forgot Harold... Perino, however you say his last name, was in Constantine, was a regular in Constantine. So when I was watching this, I was completely shocked. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And then I was like, this is awesome because you did that. Because I thought, like, I love when a show can shock you like that when you're not expecting it. Or it's just my stupidity. I should have known <laughs> that except, he wasn't going to be. Except for the one minor problem of he is the was the only character that you had any interest in following any further than the pilot. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, overall, <laughs> overall I mean, I th- I liked the premise, and I thought it was pretty decent. The zombies themselves, though, it felt like a low-budget horror film, especially when you had, like, hordes of them running at them at the same time. It just looked like, hey, get your buddies over here. We're filming a, a zombie movie. <laughs> Have them run towards the camera. Uh, like it just, and then like there was a scene where the three people are running towards the bus when they know there's a zombie on the bus. Then they seem shocked when the back door opens and all these zombies jump out and they have to turn the other way and run the opposite direction. It's like, why would you have even run to the bus in the first place when you know it's filled with zombies? Like... Maybe they but, thought there was just one zombie and they could save the rest of the children. Oh, yeah, but right? I did, like, <laughs> I did like the zombie baby. I thought that thing was so creepy. Like, when it's flying around and, like, running around the room super fast, like, and they're looking for it. Like, Except that, I didn't, I didn't, that was, like, one of those things that was, like, this is a really good idea and be fun to do, but is kind of dumb. Uh, and they also showed it in all the promos, so you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, like, but it was just one of those things that you're just like, okay, I get in the in the in this type of zombie show and what they've set up that you you find out that uh, zombies are faster when they're first turned, when they first get the virus, they they're faster and they they slow down, I guess, over time or whatever. But nowhere is it that you take a baby. That, <laughs> apparently, the zombie virus also can take a baby. They can't walk yet and turn it into a little speed demon. And that, <laughs> that was one of those things that just was like, it was just like a little too over the top. And then also the idea that everybody was like, but it's a baby. We can't just leave the, the, the killer baby that, that we just barely escaped from. We I know. Why didn't they just leave it? It was locked up. And so Why the guy that? that, the guy that has all the information, like, and the mission, he goes, well, I'll do it. And then he gets, and then it turns out that the mom is also still alive and just been 
plain dead, I guess, for a little while, uh, which is apparently something that uh, zombies do in this, because uh, there's the scene where they, it looks like a bunch of zombies have washed up, but apparently they swam up or something. Well, the one knocked the- on the door at the beginning. Like, she knocked on the door to get him to answer that door, and then he, she then he opened the door. did knock on the door. Man, <laughs> she did knock on the door. These zombies, you got to keep an eye on them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking on your door. Overall, I'll give it two things. One, there was some decent action scenes, even if one of them was a speed demon baby. But the the other was is that the show does have a mission, that these people aren't just trying to uh, survive. They now have, like, a mission. It just happens to be that they need to get cross-country. Uh, so they have... Uh, in a post-apocalyptic world, they have years and years of travel to get from New York to California, I'm sure. To me, I just, I couldn't get a feel for, like, is is this, am I supposed to take this seriously? Are they going for sort of a campy feel? Is it supposed to be sort of comedic? Is it, you know, is it I'm guessing drama? it is. It comes from the Sharknado company. Yeah, that's like, right. yeah. <laughs> from but, the Shark Cape, Sharknado company and from the mind of Sci-Fi's Twitter guru. <laughs> Former Twitter guru. Yes. But yeah, I just, I, I couldn't get exactly like what this show was going for. And then the acting for the most part is just terrible. Seriously, I, maybe DJ Qualls has been good in something, but I don't no. know what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you were being or, so mean. Or when oh, it no, was. He was actually, no, no, he was decent in um, that FX show. Uh, legit. <laughs> Yeah, but that was a terrible show too, though. But a good performance in a terrible show. I guess that. I yeah, guess that, you know, that, that as works. a sickly man. Yeah, I love. But don't you like? There's. I get. Like you're right. There. DJ Qualls hasn't been amazing in anything. But <laughs> I love. I just love. Like when he came on that screen, I was like, all right, all right, man. I get it. You can. Like he can have those roles because he just takes these odd, quirky roles. All, where all like, of a sudden, right. by the end, he becomes the world's DJ. Right. That doesn't make sense. He's like, I can't talk to this one guy. Let me broadcast to the rest I, of you all. See if I can broadcast and see if I can find anybody else out there listening. And I'm going to do yeah. it in my DJ voice with my sunglasses on. And then I'm going to – it's a, you know, WKRP in the Arctic, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know where he is. He could be in the Arctic. Well, he's in the uh, – yeah, he's he's up – He's, you know, his code name is Northern Lights, so he's up north somewhere. He could just be in Canada. But it was snowy when the plane crashed that he somehow didn't get on, luckily. That wasn't really explained. (laughs) It was the zombies, guys. We'll find out. That was the thing was is they were all bugging out of that base, yet a year later. The one dude that got left behind is still there, and I was like, "This seems like the place to be." <laughs> well, his like, girlfriend also seemed to be in some sunny place that had nothing wrong with it. Like, no, she, that was a video. He was watching a video, oh, that was a video. of his girlfriend, and uh, he was oh. just interacting with it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I totally thought that was a video conference. I thought that was a video conference. Yeah, because then he like hung up on her. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, he, I'm pretty he, sure that that's supposed to be uh, that's like an old video conference, and he just keeps replaying it and it reinteracting with it because like that's his only interaction, other than oh. occasionally when he got when he used to be able to talk to Harold Perrineau <laughs> on the radio occasionally. 
you just added so much depth to his character like a thousand <laughs> times i was just like it's dj falls i mean everyone needs a job like let him work he's working oh man i'm kind of it's kind of a fun show though tom everett scott i would want to see him do something since dead man on campus or in the, that thing you do i love seeing him and stuff i think it's interesting if, this is my problem with the show is that it's fun and you want to enjoy it, but I feel like it's taking advantage of this relationship that I have going on with The Walking Dead, where like maybe sometimes The Walking Dead doesn't give me everything that I feel I need in this relationship. And then this other guy comes around and is just like, hey, you need uh, we, you like zombies? Uh, you're not being satisfied? Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Come over to this side. You see what we got? Bang, bang. Yeah, well, that's what I said is Z Nation is the – is the show if if the favorite part of Walking Dead is when they're not doing character development and and they, right. and you wish they had some sort of a mission besides just trying to survive on a daily basis, <laughs> then Z Nation is the mediocre zombie show for you. This is what you get when you don't get character development. It's like okay, this is what you wanted. This is what you get. I mean, it's maybe like the- I, maybe after a couple of episodes, it'll f- focus in on really what it's it's going to be. But some of the rest of the characters. Uh, that they that they've got you know like the that that seem to survive uh, the the whole scene around the the buying weapons from the the guys in the truck and then the the whatever brothers uh, apparently turned recently and they oh, just yeah. all out uh, well, the big one he was stronger and then they had you know like the one person apparently that survived uh, the attack at like the the school or whatever that was that uh, you know blew the zombie's head off. Or a hole right through the zombie uh, with his uh, big old gun, but then you know, like goes with him, but apparently doesn't talk. Uh, there was just so many weird things uh, about the show. Oh, and uh, while the guy survived, he might be actually really, 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 really slowly turning into a zombie. Yeah, right. That was, the, <laughs> yeah. that was like the well, what? Because it's like a year later from when they gave him the thing, and his tooth just fell out, and so. There may be something still a little off with him. It's not perfect, but uh, yes. Yeah, so but there are no dentists in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. So. What, so yeah. So what's the end game if he slowly oops? Like it's basically like an oopsie. By the time the they get to California, <laughs> which apparently is not where they actually need to be going, anyways, because that last transmission didn't make it through. Uh, so DJ Qualls doesn't even know where those people are bugging out to. Uh, yeah, apparently the the end game is they get there and they're like, oh, man, we didn't get him here soon enough. He's yeah. turned and is no longer viable. I know the show sounds like <laughs> like I know like I mean, the show is interesting. But when you think about it, it's not that difficult to drive across the country. And I don't think it would be that difficult to drive across the country after a zombie apocalypse. Well, there's no one on the road. Well, it's a, it's a, it's it's three years later. It's like, uh, you know. Uh, nobody's been making any more gas. You got to be able to come up with the gas. Oh, you got to like crush some dinosaur bones or something. <laughs> you know the, what slows the show down? I'm sure sooner or later they they run out of gas and they can't find any more, and then they have to walk the rest of the way across. The- you oh, just my, find another car funny. that has gas and swap it out. <laughs> they just keep trading cars. <laughs> that would be literally. They'd be there in like what, like three days? Yeah. Like that would be like, all right, that wasn't that difficult, guys. Uh, all right. But I think it's fun. Like it's fun enough to watch, and oh, like, people can watch it instead of Walking Dead. Whatever. AMC does not need any more smoke blown up their <laughs> behinds. 
Uh, but we're going to get another Walking Dead, you know, companion show. So yeah, <laughs> that really shows that they know how to create good programming. <laughs> We've had a bunch of like really really good shows. Nobody really watched them until like they were done, uh, you know. But uh, and and our new stuff is not really well. It's not really being watched by anybody either. But it's not good, so we're canceling that stuff. But this Walking Dead thing, it's really <laughs> yeah. working. And then they're like, let's they just do about. another one of those. While Don't forget in the, the Better Call Saul as well. Yeah, right? off that. and the spinoff. It's all. All spinoffs yeah. all the time. Two shows that they love to brag about how everyone else turned the show down. They're literally bragging how this show went to every other network and was told no. And then AMC said yes. And they're like, and we make great television, guys. So you just said yes twice. That's all you did is say yes twice. <laughs> and you, they're like, we're awesome, right? Because I knew to say yes. Uh, <laughs> unlike all those others. Oh, yeah, and they knew to say yes to that instruction manual competition show. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's enough about Z Nation, and uh, that'll do it for uh, this week's primetime segment. And uh, we've been sort of uh, ripping on a few things, so we'll switch that around a little bit here and end the show with some TV recommendations, <laughs> some things we actually do like and know are good. Uh, for me, uh, it's Hannibal Season 2, which uh, comes out on uh, Blu-ray and DVD as of uh, Tuesday, September 16th, which is uh, tomorrow as of this recording, or yesterday as of the first day you can listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's uh, Hannibal is just a brilliant show. Uh, you know, a, We've got two short seasons. So you, I mean, you can catch up with both seasons. Well, you can't really catch up with them that quickly because it's not really a, a bingeable show, but it's definitely worth a... Uh, worth watching because if you actually tried to watch like a whole season over a weekend i don't know what that would actually do to you i i, I did that before <laughs> comic-con oh no oh that oh explains it that explains <laughs> it so much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but no hannibal is brilliantly put together every, everything about it the way it's shot the the acting and just like a new spin and take on the the origins of the hannibal character that they're coming up with here is it's just definitely worth the something worth checking out, especially if you like things like you know Criminal Minds or those types of shows. This is like what a really really good version of something like that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and it still has that you know that darkness and and everything, but it it's a much just you have to see it to, to really be able to to understand it. But uh, that's that's my pick. How about you, Anthony? What's your uh, your tv recommendation this week i'm going to go with the league season five which you buy on dvd but not at walmart Mm, suckers um yeah i love the league i think it's one of the most underrated shows on television i'm completely serious when i say that like i fully believe that it's created by uh jeff and jackie schaefer jeff schaefer executive producer of Kirby Your Enthusiasm. So you got that genius, went over, stepped away from Larry David's uh, singular mentality and opened it up to the opened up his improv type of uh, uh, series, a production of where they just write outlines and then everyone else makes up their dialogue uh, to this show. And it's terrific. Nick Kroll, Mark Duplass, like Paul Shear, John LaJoy. Like there, there's so many people who are way more successful than this show is. 
and the fact that they're still on it is amazing. Season five is so terrific because after so many years, some of the characters get old and then they have Rafi played by Jason Manzukis, just a beautiful, gorgeous Greek god. And um, he's a hair all over his face and head and he's allergic to eggs in real life. I don't know why I know that. But Rafi comes in and he's just like this monster of a character who just says horrible, profane, hilarious things, stuff constantly. And he was kind of overshadowing shadowing Taco a bit and in this season it was really interesting because they gave Ra- uh, they gave uh, Rafi and Dirty Randy uh, Seth Rogen their own standalone episode which was kind of like this pop culture like crime buddy crime uh, show which may have implications to this season like serious implications of what might happen in this season but then shoot I lost my oh and then after that they had a special episode that was just on Taco John LaJoy's character who was kind of like the Rafi-esque playful character and the whole episode was just focused on character development with him and like kind of reestablishing it and making sure that the character is strong so the show can continue and they did it and it was successful and it was hilarious there's jokes about AIDS in it that work amazingly I don't know how and then in season six, they did the same thing with uh, Paul Shear's character, Andre. They did a little character development and kind of uh, re-energized it. And I really love the show. 500,000 people watch it a week. It's not enough. It hasn't been canceled yet because it's so cheap to produce. And the, the guys are so close. They make like $350,000 a year, each of them, for doing the show. I just love it, though. I really – I don't even lo- – I hate football. I, I said that out loud. I can't believe it. I, I, I agree. I hate all sports, and I still like this show. Yeah. yeah. My favorite sport is women's softball. <laughs> I love watching women's softball. That's so weird. But like, oh, it's Now so if they made a show called The League. About women's about, softball? About women's softball, then... Wasn't that a league of their own? <laughs> I love a league of their own, too. Sometimes I just watch the uh, They played actual so baseball cry, right? in that league. <laughs> One thing I just wanted to say about this DVD is that they put the extended episodes on there, which is great because, like, you don't have to just watch the deleted scenes separate. They, like, inter- reintegrate them back into the, the show. So that's yeah. why I always like getting I, – I, well, I got the Blu-rays. I hate how they only release this season on DVD, but – Oh, they did? They didn't release on Blu-ray? The Fox has dropped most of their Blu-rays now for TV shows. They're only doing DVDs for a lot of their TV shows starting this year. That makes me really like it makes me so upset. I want to like hit someone. That makes me. But the cool thing on the DVD is not only is it extended episodes, but they're uncensored. So in the Raffy, Raffy Dirty Randy episode, there's some nudity in a strip club. And you, you got to see boobs, guys. If you have $20 and go to Best Buy, you can see boobs. Episode <laughs> five, I think. All right. And Kyle. Uh, so is, something that has no boobs is, in it. <laughs> what is. What is. Uh, <laughs> what is what is your pick? I was I was shocked when I saw your pick. I I would have thought you would have went with Growing Up Fisher. Is that on DVD? I didn't think, I didn't think they released that. <laughs> um, no, I picked About a Boy season one. A very different, a very fun show, but a very different style of humor than The League. It's much more like family friendly uh, type of comedy. Um, about like a childish guy who like had a one hit wonder song and now just doesn't work and just lives off that money. But he like his he got, starts to get tamed a bit by the next door, like this little outcast or just oddball neighbor kid. And uh, the two become friends. And it's just a very fun comedy based off the movie. Uh, same type of premise. And uh, I was just 
uh, I this was probably my favorite pilot of last year, and then it didn't even air till like the uh, mid season. So I was anxious to see it, and the show lived up to the pilot. So I definitely recommend it. All right, that's uh, that's our recommendations. Uh, as as always, we'll have uh, links to where you can find those in the show notes, or you can just go to uh, tvtimes3.com/slash/amazon. And uh, that is an affiliate link, which means we get a small percentage if you happen to purchase anything, which helps us cover the co- hosting costs for this podcast. And uh, with that, you can find the, the links to those and also the new stories that we talked about and also where you can find Anthony and Kyle in the show notes as well at tvtimes3.com slash 242. And uh, next week... Uh, Amory and Ray will be back with me, and we'll be taking a look at the 2014 cable fall schedule. Oh, and, uh, you lucky! What's, what's coming? What's coming? Then? <laughs> it's like, and uh, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is "TV Party" by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title, put out by Yellow Dog Records. And thanks again, Anthony and Kyle, for joining me for the uh, 2014 NBC Fall Preview. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe next time you give me a better network, <laughs> a lot less frowns, and we have a happier conversation. If you didn't have the Thunderdome conversation, you wouldn't have got NBC. That's the problem. Right? Oh, I'm stuck with that. Th- I get t- You have no idea. After that happened, my Twitter was just filled with just Thunderdome, Thunderdome, Thunderdome. Hey, I found the guy. Thunderdome, Thunderdome. Here's a link. Thunderdome. You want me to contact him? Thunderdome, Thunderdome. Yeah, well, at least you're not uh... – at least you're not a Damian Holbrook who got his tweet pulled into a Samsung ad and has just been getting just reamed on Twitter by all the Apple people, all the Apple freaks <laughs> who come out of the woodwork. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, that was a Samsung ad with Neil Brennan uh, where they mocked the Apple iPhone? Yeah. Oh, my they, God. They, where they show a bunch of tweets. They show them throughout the football, all the football games yesterday and stuff like that. And one of, <laughs> one of the tweets is his, and they show, like, the name and everything. And all the Apple fanboys came out of the woodwork and just been just reaming him for, like, the last day. <laughs> <laughs> with, just, with just, like, some of the just, like, meanest and ugliest, like, tweets. that is, And you're just like, it's, it's, it's a phone, guys. It's, oh, it's, it's a phone. Like <laughs> you're obviously not an Apple guy. He, he, he didn't say your children were terrible or something. He, Man, imagine him he like, like your eating. Phone. He was probably eating like a half a sandwich, and he like typing that with one hand. And he was like, "That's funny." <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be. I almost uploaded a naked photo on Twitter once accidentally. Like it was at ninety nine percent, and then I was just like, "What the heck is going on?" And I ripped my phone in half because it was an Android battery and all, and just threw it across the room. I don't know why I did that; that didn't save it. But I just threw it across the room, and I was and like my girlfriend at the time, she looked at me, and I was just like, "Everything's fine." I was, she had no idea her life almost ended just because I was like taking photos with my. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's- <laughs> Did you it, uh, up, automatic upload to the cloud? Wait, that sounds like an episode or a movie that recently came out. Um- that was before Android <laughs> started uploading my stuff to the cloud, which I find every time I open up Google Drive to, uh, to upload or Gmail to upload a file, they're like, hey, do you want to look at all your hideous photos you took of yourself in the mirror today? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't. And they're like, we'll ask you tomorrow. Thank you. Man, this podcast off i'm sorry <laughs> we I have definitely derailed it we have de- definitely uh we are no longer uh talking nbc uh but uh thanks again for joining me i think that'll uh 
That'll do it for this week. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every day. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Kyle, say something. I'm here. All right. And Anthony, say something. Testing, testing, testing. All right. You've been warned. It is officially recording. So it's not on record yet that I enjoyed Mysteries of Life. <laughs> That's right. Well, it is now. <laughs> oh, now it is. <laughs> yes, uh, anything you say can and will be used against you on the podcast. Uh, all right. Welcome to TV Times 3, Episode 242.